Blog Talk Radio. Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions, obviously, listening around the world, live from Hollywood, California. I am Alistair Conrath, and this is Tough Love, and you are going to get some tough love. Uh, Hopefully, everybody's having a good Sunday. It's the 13th already, by the way. We're already halfway through January. It felt like New Year's Eve was last (laughs) Last night, literally, it felt like New Year's Eve was last night. I woke up this morning 100% thinking it was Monday. No lie. And it wasn't until I got up, you know, went to the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, I, <laughs> I thought, I wonder what happened in the Chargers-Patriots game. <laughs> As though I got, like, jacked or something or messed up and missed it for some reason you know what i'm saying wendy good morning ross what's up and so all of a sudden though i thought like wait i have a show to do this morning it's sunday the game hasn't even happened yet i you know what i didn't i i had a couple cocktails last night but it wasn't like i got hammered i just woke up honestly thinking it was monday um, also, I never go back and watch my shows, and so I don't remember uh, last week. <laughs> I don't remember last week if uh, I said happy. I mean, it's the 13th. Happy New Year to any of those. I don't remember even saying it uh, on previous episodes. So either way, rock and roll. Um, I'm not on crack, but thank you, Wendy. Uh, uh, I don't know why people always think I'm, you know, coked up for this show. It's 9 a.m. West Coast time. I don't do that at 9 a.m. But anyway, a couple of, uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing. All of us, we get so jacked about the games. You know, like last weekend, I was super excited for all four games. And, you know, I mean, you know, some of them turned out to be just turds. And then yesterday, I truly thought the Colts were going to go into Kansas City and have a real shot at winning the game. I truly believe that, especially when I turned on the pregame and saw the sideways snow. I'm thinking, oh, this is 100% in Colts' favor because of what they did last week in Houston. They ran the ball 
for 200-plus yards against Houston in Houston. And Houston's got a better D-line and arguably overall defense than the Chiefs do. So common sense, which apparently there is none in football these days, because common sense says Indianapolis, you've got a great offensive line. Marlon Mack went for a buck 50 last week. Run the ball. Keep it out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. This isn't like me being a, a savant. This is just common sense shit. And Marlon Mack rushed the ball yesterday nine times. The Colts didn't run the ball yesterday. And what's so sad and disappointing, and don't get me wrong, Chiefs fans, I don't give a shit that you won. I mean, it's fun watching you guys. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. He is going to be he's, – his maturity is so far past his years, it's incredible. Truly, he is – he sees the game as a, a real veteran, and it's fun to watch him. But as far as Indianapolis, you had the blueprint. Your offensive line, every time you ran the football yesterday, you got plus yards. Every time, except the first goddamn play. And how many times do I say every week it feels like for years upon years and years. If you are the away team, do not run the ball, especially up the middle on the first play of the game on the road. You are playing into the, the home team. They're waiting on a run. You're just getting a feel for the game, and you lose. Colts lost three yards. They got eight or nine back on second down, and then Ebron dropped that pass, three and out, punt, chief score, so on. But the thing is, you still positive yards every time you ran the ball, and the, and the Colts, for whatever reason, went away from it. And again, after last year's Vikings turd against the Eagles, in the NFC Championship game, I came on here and I, I was just so, I mean, I was butthurt, no doubt. But at the same time, I was just it, it, shocked at how the Kings defense, who had been playing so well all year, leading in numerous categories, could just drop, the, you know, lay an egg like that. And so basically, I, you know, I, I mentioned the Vegas slant last year and something like yesterday, though. As much as I never want to believe Vegas has their hands in it, I'm not that naive. I, Vegas always wins. And Vegas, there's spreads on games for reasons. There's money line, their game totals for reasons. Like, people study this shit, but at the same time, they still have their hands in the cookie jar. And if you don't believe that, you're an idiot. With that said, it's hard, and I don't want to believe it, but when you are Indianapolis and you go to Houston and rush for 200-plus yards and then go to a Chiefs, go to Kansas City, where the only way you are going to win the game is by running the ball and you don't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's something fishy about that, in my opinion. I don't want to believe it, but it's hard. It's hard to not just sit and think, Marlon Mack had nine carries yesterday your offense every time you ran the ball got positive yards but you never did it Andrew Luck you know you're a dome team oh let's make Andrew Luck pass it when it's cold wet and snowy out instead of run the ball you know what I'm saying it's just all of it doesn't make sense and I'm sorry I'm just a guy who needs to make 
sense and it bugs the shit on me. Morning, sunshine, <laughs> Ashley, baby. Little buns. Uh, so, you know, I mean, stuff like that, just it, it makes you wonder. And I hate to wonder like that. I don't, I'm watching football as entertainment. It's fun, but at the same time, you know, it's hard to, to be a student of the game. And I hate to say it like that, but, I, you know, I mean, born and raised on it, I understand it. And to see things, these are pro professional coaches. You can't all of a sudden just eat stupid soup in the morning and be like, oh, I'm not going to run the ball, you know, and just end up. Uh, uh, but kudos to Kansas City. I, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, but again, Patrick Mahomes is really good. It'll be interesting. Here's the thing, you know, and I'll do the AFC and then I'll cruise to the NFC. And then if I have time at the end, I'll hit on all the coaching changes because there are uh, a lot of them and it's so important. And I'll, I'll tell you why. But as far as the Chargers at New England goes today, it is 17 degrees in New England right now. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Hollywood. I woke up this morning to walk the dog. And I, I don't know, it's like 50, 50, let's just call it 50, 53, something, right? It was cold. Like I, I had a jacket on, you know, it's 17 degrees in New England. And I don't give a shit what anybody says about, oh, you just got to you know, brush it off and not think about it for three hours, four hours. It's, it's one thing for an offensive lineman, right? You're not, you know, I mean, it, but you're, you're hitting each other on every play. But as far as a quarterback, like Phillip Rivers, his hand, it's going to be cold. Really fucking cold. And his grip on the ball is going to be, it's going to be tough. And the, the receivers are going to be, you know, I mean, their hand is going to be, it is, climatization is true. It's real. In Minnesota, where I'm from, if it's minus, you know, five degrees for a week, and all of a sudden, it's 10 degrees. Oh, man, 10 degrees feels good compared to minus 10. And so all this talk of, oh, you just brush it up, you just brush it up. You, mentally, you try to do it, and it's, it, it's not that simple. So under games under 30 degrees with Phillip Rivers is one and four. Tom Brady, this will be his 40th game 40th game under 30 degrees and he is 32 and 7 i i'm not saying the patriots automatically win a game like this it's not that's not what i'm getting at but you to discount the severity of the cold is ignorant and therefore i truly believe that is going to have a, a big effect and you're going to see probably and if they prove me wrong I'll be the first to admit it I just there's going to be drop passes there might be a fumble or two by San Diego Los Angeles and you know I mean it's expected it's just expected you don't it's tough to just all of a sudden show up in 17 degree weather when it's 70 and sunny in Los Angeles every day and you're like oh this is great and then you get there and it's it's cold. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's cold. Who dat, Dino? Who dat, indeed. I'm telling you right now. Uh, I'll get to that game, obviously, in a second. 
<laughs> Cowboys and Rams last night. You know, I rarely, I feel like I've been saying it more lately, though, uh, but I, I rarely, you know, toot my horn. I, I honestly, I rarely, like, say I told you so or any shit like that. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, I, I, I like, get happy telling you I told you so when it comes to Dak. I have zero against Dak Prescott. Dallas Cowboy fans, don't get all ass hurt, okay? But as a Vikings fan, I had to suffer through Tavares Jackson, Christian Ponder, having a great running back in Adrian Peterson, Hall of Fame running back in Adrian Peterson. And I had to suffer with shit quarterbacks. And, you know, one season when I had Brett Favre, with Adrian Peterson, went to the NFC Championship game, got hosed down in New Orleans back in 09, but that's a different story. All I'm saying is I've said it ever since Dak has come into the league. You shut down Ezekiel Elliott, and chances are you win the game. And it's not – I'm not, like, slamming Dak Prescott. It's just Dak is what he is. And I've said it ever since he got drafted coming out of Mississippi State. The, the system he ran at Mississippi State was exactly what Tim Tebow ran at Florida. It, identical. And so coming out, I'm like, what's the big fuss of Dak Prescott? I don't get it. Yeah, he had a couple good preseason games, and all of a sudden, Tony becomes irrelevant. It's, this is what I don't understand, and I don't know. Maybe I should just be a GM in the league, you know, if anybody's watching who has ties to the league, uh, you know, I just know certain things. And Dak Prescott, I saw it from the get-go. He, he just, he's average at best. And I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not like talking shit about him. It's just fact. He's nothing special. And if you shut down Ezekiel Elliott like the Rams did last night, well, that's, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. And, uh, you know, again, I, am, I don't have a vendetta against Dak Prescott. It's not that. It's just facts are facts, and reality is reality. I mean, Dak, 20-32 last night, a, a touchdown, not, you know, 266, good. But at the same time, like, Ezekiel went for 20 carries, 47 yards. They shut down Ezekiel, and Dak could not take them over the edge and, and, and lift them past the inability to run the football. And so therefore, Hey, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I will say Jerry Jones, be careful, just be careful. You know, and, and he's going to pay him. I guarantee you he's going to pay him just like Baltimore is going to fuck up and, and, you know, well, they might not have a chance because, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to fail before he's due a contract. But this is a situation where you are, you get rid of Tony Romo and with, you know, and have Dak Prescott. And now you're stuck possibly with Dak Prescott. The same exact situation the Vikings were in. Exact same situation the Vikings were in with Tavares Jackson and Adrian Peterson. You've got a Hall of Fame running back, because I think Ezekiel, as long as he obviously remains healthy, he'll be a Hall of Fame running back. He's so goddamn good. It's, you know, he's, he's really good. But 
Dak is basically Tavares Jackson, and that's it. Larry, I love you, babe. Top of the morning. And and nobody wants to just like admit it or or just see it. And I'm again, I'm not like special. I'm not throwing out anything that nobody else can see. It's just for whatever reason, all these owners and GMs get. I get. I don't know what it is. If they get swayed by public opinion and these idiot draft people on TV being like, oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's going to be really good. And it's like, who sees this shit? I don't get it. Lamar Jackson was good at Louisville. That's college. You know what I'm saying? Like, Allison, what's up, babe? I just don't understand how, how like, people who are in a position to, like, make these decisions massive million-dollar decisions are doing stupid shit like this. I just don't see it. I don't get it. Like, I uh, whatever. So, anyway, the Rams end up, you know, they, they, they win last night. I don't know what got into C.J. Anderson. But if you said C.J. Anderson would have 23 carries, and a buck 23, and Todd Gurley would only have 16 carries, albeit still a buck 15. Like, C.J. Anderson had more carries than Todd Gurley last night. Think about that. That's, that's incredible. C.J. Anderson, ever since he got picked up off the couch in week 15, it's just it's like he's, he's dominated. He's absolutely dominated. You know, and it's funny. It's flipped. Thank you, babe. It's flipped because you have like what Dallas was supposed to do last night, run the football, not make Dak do anything, but drive the car. You know, that's exactly what the Rams did last night. They, they took Dallas's defense ferocious as it is against the pass and made them absolutely inept by just running the ball down their throat. 48 – there's two things happened last night. The Rams rushed for 273 yards. That was a record for their team. Dallas gave up 273 and also only ran for 50. Both of those were team records. Dallas had never run for less than 50. They'd never given up 273. The Rams had never rushed for over 273 so I mean it was just a a, you know the score is only eight points and in the end you know obviously Dallas still had a chance but it didn't feel that close you know ever it was 20 to 7 at half and it just never felt closer than that Um, and so now the Rams move on and who do they play you know in today's game I, I just Eagles, Saints, you know, and it's so crazy. This is the beauty of a football season is that it, it goes by so fast, right? But it's four months, and what happens in September and October can, you know, be 100% meaningless come January and the December and January, and that is what is going on right now. Eagles and Saints played, and I can't remember exactly the week. I want to say it was week four or or somewhere around there, the end of September, early October. 
The Saints beat the Eagles with Carson Wentz, 48-7. to Just an absolute ass-whooping. And now could not be any different. The feeling could not be any different. At that time, the Eagles were, I mean, they weren't written off, obviously, but they were not, they, to say they had a Super Bowl hangover would be kind. They just didn't look the part. Everything was off for them. And then you fast forward to now. Nick Foles, as ironic as it is, Carson comes in for Carson Wentz, plays in Los Angeles against the Rams, just like last year. And ever since then, it's just been full ahead. Nick Foles show. And Nick Foles is back to his old tricks. The defense is back to their old tricks, shutting people down, getting after the quarterback. Exactly how they got a Super Bowl ring last year. That is what they're doing again this year. The Eagles are back, and that is why, you know, again, I'm, if I'm a betting man, I would, I'd pick the Saints, you know, and if a gun was to my head, I'd pick the Saints. Luckily, it's not, and there's a part of me that's just like, how do you go against what the Eagles are doing right now, how it feels? There is something to be said about momentum in sports, and the Eagles have it right now that intangible that so many nerds don't want to talk about they'd much rather look at their stats and don't get me wrong i'm a stats guy too but if you've played the sport or for that fact any sport and have had that momentum you can't quantify it is what i'm getting at it's something that you can't like put pen to paper and be and and figure out the equation for confidence and momentum And that is what the Eagles have right now. Now, the other side to that is you're in New Orleans where, I mean, unless you play a perfect game, you're probably not going to beat the Saints. And on top, playing against Drew Brees, who, in my opinion, is top three quarterback of all time. And so, therefore, I mean, you do have – it's not as though – you're going to Minnesota and playing the Vikings who will definitely, you know, shit the bed and lose. You're going to a team that is so good at home. You know, I mean, it's almost a lock for them and for everybody to think they're eight or nine point favorites. Think of that eight or nine point favorites. I mean, it makes you want to like bet the against the spread. But again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Vegas, they know what they're doing. And so to everybody else, you're like, holy shit, what disrespect that is. And uh, Saints probably are going to win by eight or nine points. It's just, it's Vegas wins. They always win. That's all it is. But at the same time, again, you know, Eagles are on a roll. The only thing is their secondary still is, you know, hurt. And I don't necessarily know exactly how many people are still hurt, how many people are going to play, so forth. I just don't know. But, um, I, you know, if you're, if you're hurt in the secondary, going up against Drew Brees, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's tough, <laughs> especially in New Orleans. I would not be surprised, being that is the case, and, and how well the Eagles are playing against the run lately, if – the Saints throw it all over the yard. 
I, I would not be surprised if that happens. Um, you know, obviously be balanced, uh, but at the same time, throw it around the yard. Take your chances downfield. Michael Thomas, obviously, you know, is Michael Thomas, but spread it around. The beauty of football, and again, I feel like a broken record because I mention things, you know, a lot week to week, kind of the same shit, but the secret to football is it's not even a secret. You want to maintain balance on offense so that you can keep the defense off balance, if that makes sense. Don't be so predictable. That is what happened to the Vikings this year, and that is why they failed epically. And so, therefore, if you're, if you're the Eagles, Doug Peterson, keep, the, keep New Orleans off balance on defense, and you'll have a chance to win this game. I mean, it, it is a, a, a real tangible to today's game. Uh, and so, I, again, if I, my life depended on it, I would say, yeah, the Saints. But being that it doesn't, I, you know, I mean, there's a part of me that just thinks the Eagles are going to repeat what they did last year. And Dino, I know who that nation, I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I will say, you know, the Eagles are probably the last team you want to face, you know, go, going and, you know, and playing at home today. Um, obviously you probably would have much rather had the Vikings, uh, you know, or possibly even the bears going. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I got about four minutes left. I'm just trying to think. Uh, I want to pull up. There's just been so many coaching changes. And I, I will say this. And, the, you know, again, I just I played sports my whole life. I see things in a certain way. And you can say most sports up through college. You know, generally the players or the teams with the best players, most athletes, generally win you know Alabama Clemson you know the the Ohio State teams that have the most talent who recruit the best players uh, generally they're going to win I mean that's just common sense when it gets to the pros all that you you know you go from 120 teams I think in in division one football and obviously you know division two kids get drafted so forth to 32 teams and everybody is equal. It's, I mean, again, Khalil Mack, you look at him and you're like, well, he, nobody's equal to him. Well, he plays like it too. He's insane. But coaching is absolutely paramount when it comes to professional sports because, again, all of a sudden the, the, the playing field is very equal because now every linebacker is 6'3", 255, runs a 4'5". Now, I mean, it's just you have athletes everywhere. And so as a coach, it is on you. And again, it's never so important as the pros or in the pros to have good coaching. Uh, so therefore, you know, there's so many coaching changes that have happened lately. I just want to touch on something, being that I only have a couple minutes left. You know, earlier I was talking about how Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, how don't my brother – uh, how they don't see, how GMs don't see certain things. And it just bugs the shit out of me, right? Well, it's the same as to hiring coaches. GMs and owners think, well, obviously you work for Bill Belichick in New England. He's got to be good. 
He's got to be a good coach if he were. You know, it's like the thinking that goes along with it. Don't get me wrong. I understand the, 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 the process, the mental process that goes into that makes sense. But at the same time, you, it is very hard because you have to be a leader of men. And no other sport in the world, aside from possibly rugby and a little hockey, has the amount of men. Like, it is the personalities that you have to maintain, control, be able to mold and work as a team. Just because Bill Belichick can do it mean Romeo Cornell can do it. Or this Brian Flores dude, you know, that's possibly going to Miami. Sean McVay, the Rams coach. Everybody loves Sean McVay. So I guess everybody who works for Sean McVay is Sean McVay. And let's hire everybody under Sean McVay's coaching tree to positions. And that's why, you know, the Packers hired this Lafleur dude from uh, Tennessee. And because he worked for McVay. And he goes, and it, why would he not work for Aaron Rodgers? Like, the thinking is so elementary. It's, and, and without any type of, like, deep thinking, to me, it's shocking. Somebody who's just sitting in Hollywood on their computer doing a show can actually, like, figure this shit out. And, and you got GMs making millions of dollars. Owners who are billionaires can't figure this shit out. It's insane. It's insane. 10 seconds. I love you guys. Instagram, all you guys, thanks for tuning in. Blog Talk Radio. Have a great Sunday fun day. Drive fast, take chances. Tough love is out. Bye.